0: DJ and PK, we are brought to you in part by Action Plumbing. Action Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical. Spring into action now. Mention this ad and receive $33 off any service. Call Action today at 801-833-3333. That's 801-833-3333. Tell them DJ and PK sent you. All right, PK, you left us with a heck of a tease. I did, The reason you still have hope, despite a lackluster... 27-20 27-20 to 20 BYU victory.
1: Uh, number one. Number two and three, for that matter, Zach Wilson. Because I think he's sensational. I thought he was pretty good on Saturday. Wasn't his best, but nobody's expected to play their best every time. It just doesn't work that way. But I thought he was plenty good enough, and I think he's going to get better over the course of the season. We're going to see it. And he's going to need to get better. He knows that. He's a student of the game. I don't know if you guys know this, but he had gone down several weekends to train with John Beck, made that trip. Uh, I've been holding on this news now for a while, but, yeah, that's a fact. He's done that. And his mother, his mother's a very gregarious woman. I don't know if you guys know that either. So, with that in mind, all kidding aside, I think he's a great player, and I think he's going to elevate his game in the bigger games and with him running the show for BYU's offense, that offense is always going to be competitive. Can they get better? Absolutely. You need to get better, all that stuff. But, again, for the fourth consecutive week, even in a manner I might have been more impressed with him this week because it wasn't his best effort. Things weren't flowing so freely all the time. And that drive that they put, and we raid ra- that, Yach uh, uh, used that sound, where it was several minutes. Uh, that was good. That was really good when they needed it the most. So I have the utmost of confidence in Zach Wilson being able to play at a high level in the bigger games against the better opponents, better opponents on paper anyway.
0: Okay, I'll sign off on that. Uh, when you have a quarterback who can play at a high level, when you have a quarterback that NFL people are looking at, you usually have a huge advantage in the college game. Right. And, and, you know, if you're in high school and you have a guy that the colleges are looking at, well, then you have a huge advantage. And... Life if you're nights. equal, it makes you better, and if you're not as good, it can make you equal and give you a shot at an upset. You know, you don't pull it off every week, but at least you got it, the puncher's chance. The one thing I would say is that UTSA got got after him, moved him off his platform. I, I love that kind of I love that kind of football plot, jargon. <laughs> they moved him off his platform, and so you know, what does Houston learn from that? How much does Houston have the talent? To replicate that, how much does uh, BYU, now having seen it, how much does the O-line, which we've been pumping up, how much does the O-line tighten up the act and do a better yeah, well, job? We were
1: without two starters also on the O-line here. And so that's so, a question.
0: How much do they get either one of those guys back? Yak, well, you have any I, idea?
1: I think Empey is going to play this week. That's, he's, uh, he's, he that's a plus ahead of UTSA. He's a professional. He's an area. NFL caliber center. I right. think we all agree on that. So he's going to be back. So we'll see about the Hodge kid, and I think he's uh, what Grimes said, uh, MP was closer. So they'll give us an update here. So let's not forget that. But that's the great thing about it, is that Zach Wilson. So that's what I'm talking about. I, I asked, uh, I've I've asked around. How do you judge quarterbacks when everything's going well? Because it's so easy. It's the way you judge quarterbacks is when things aren't going well. What do you do then? And we get a taste of it, and I thought Wilson passed the test as far as everything wasn't drawn up perfectly. And so he is more used to that now going into this next week. Plus, I also have a ton of confidence in the Grime Dog and Arod. I mean, these guys got over 60 years combined experience, I think, uh, in co- and coaching and playing. And so you put that together there, and I think it's a real – it's a great staff, so – I expect a much better effort Friday, and they're going to need it.
0: Friday, it's Houston at BYU. More on that coming up. But coming up next, we're switching to the Utes. Their media availability uh, here while they're doing the the camp is in the morning. So they're doing their press conferences right now. They're about to have Cam Rising and Jake Bentley, the two guys who are battling for the starting quarterback job. We're going to hear from both of them coming up and head coach Kyle Whittingham. That's next. Stay with us. Now let's get this party started.
2: This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Brian Fisher from Athlon Sports. Granted, the level of competition hasn't been great, but where are you at on the BYU hype train?
3: I'm on the bandwagon. I don't know if I'm uh, right in the front seat, but I'm definitely closer to the front than a lot of people. I mean, look, we understand the level of competition and, and factor that in, but um, it's all about playing who's in front of you, and, and BYU has done that you know, quite well. And, you know, Yes, the focus is always going to be on Zach Wilson and, and the quarterback position and throwing the ball around, but you know, I've been very impressed with the defense they, they have certainly taken care of business and, and done what they've needed to against some very different uh, style offenses and you know really up front um you know one of the strengths of the team has always been you know in the trenches and, and i think they're you know certainly one of the better nine or five teams uh, in that respect and, and we've seen that so far this year
2: Hanson scotting weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5 1280 the zone in the zone sports network
0: DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80, the zone. The Utes have started working out. they got their opener coming up November 7th, and then seven games in seven weeks. They've got their media availabilities in the morning, which is unusual, but if you're hosting a morning radio show, you kind of like it, don't you, PK?
1: I do, yeah. I asked Kyle to throw me a bone. He said anything for you, PK.
0: So they've started, they actually have five people available today. It's starting with the O-line coach, Jim Harding. Who they
4: got going right now, Yak. Drew Lisk, who's competing for the starting quarterback job, just wrapped up. We'll have Cam Rising up momentarily.
0: All right, Cam Rising and Jake Bentley and then uh, Kyle Whittingham. Rising's the uh, transfer from Texas. He's been in the program and uh, has had time to really get the offense down cold. Jake Bentley's the transfer from South Carolina. Both were four-star guys. And uh, Bentley started a bunch of games for three years. Thirty-three, yeah, thirty. Was it thirty-two or 33? 33? Yeah, thirty-three? Thirty-three.
4: Thirty-three. Yeah, thirty-three, 33 starts in the SEC.
0: Thirty-three starts in the SEC at South Carolina, and now Bentley rising and Drew Lisk. Uh, you know, those will be quarterbacks one, two, and three in the Utah program. They got to sort that out here in the next few weeks. I would expect Bentley, expect Bentley one, Rising two, Lisk three, but. Don't know that for sure. Kyle Whittingham is gonna follow Ryzen and Bentley. So we're gonna have a, a super segment here, Yak says. He Set us to break early, so we'll have time to get all these guys in. What do you want to hear from these guys, PK? You got anything anticipating here? Anything you're anticipating? Uh, I want
1: to hear confidence in the from the quarterbacks that they fully expect to win the job individually. I want to hear them assume control, show me leadership, because I'm not gonna be able to see you play until the seventh because everything is shut down. So I want to hear what they have to say. I want them to be confident and to know that they are the guy individually. Now only one of them will win it, obviously. But let the coaches decide that. I want you to believe in yourself.
0: One thing we heard from Andy Ludwig on Friday was that Bentley's healthier now. But first, let's hear from Cam Rising. All right.
5: Next up, we have Cam Rising. Please use the raise hand function if you'd like to ask a question. All right, we'll start off with Josh Furlong from KSL.com, followed by
6: John Kuhn with AP. Yeah, obviously last year at the end of the season, you got named the backup quarterback heading into the bowl game. Uh, did, did that change any, any prep or, or your ability to be able to kind of understand this offense, not being on the scout team and, and then now moving into trying to be the, the starting quarterback?
7: I mean, it definitely opened me, opened my eyes up to seeing what, it, what it's like to being with, uh, with the twos and, and even getting a few reps and in, in some, uh, some of the other things that we do with the ones. Just, just giving me valuable reps that, that I took advantage of at the time and, and hopefully it's, it's starting to show with fall camp. Next up is John Kuhn
5: followed by Steve Bartle.
8: Kim, uh, with having a, an unexpectedly long off-season, having the season delayed from when it normally started, how, how did that influence kind of how you approached things and how you prepared and how you kept yourself ready coming into the season? Um, just as a
7: team, as a whole, we kind of taken it upon ourselves to make sure that we stayed ready throughout this whole entire process, not knowing uh, what's what's been transpiring throughout this whole entire pandemic and just making sure that we, we stay on course. So uh, as a team, we've done a good job and just staying with it. Now we're starting to hit the ground running with fall camp.
6: Cam, the the role. Oh, sorry. Okay. (laughs) Cam, the role you played last season was uh, was crucial for the team and just playing that scout team quarterback. But now that you're eligible to play, just how different does it feel for you knowing that these practices and these reps, um, you know, all directly factor into your opportunity to play in games this season?
7: I mean that I'd see, I disagree. I'd say those reps that I got against the the, uh, the one defense of the scout team were, were valuable and, and they, they have been serving me well up to this point just because, I mean, I got to go against a lot of guys that are playing and doing some really good stuff on Sundays. So I t- I t- uh, I tried to make sure that those reps were taken advantage of, but now it's just applying those to what we got going on right now.
5: Next up is Trevor Allen with KSL.com, followed by Josh Newman with the Salt Lake Tribune.
9: Yeah, Cam, I just want to know, what what is different about your, your game compared to the other quarterbacks that, you, that you're going up against in camp? Ooh, I mean – I don't know.
7: I I guess you just have to see me play and and you'll be able to find out yourself.
5: Next up is Josh Newman, followed by Bill Riley with ESPN 700.
4: Cam, a lot's kind of been made about this in the past, but, you know, the fact that you've been here for a year and you spend game days up in the box with Andy, kind of learning how he operates, how the offense operates, how much of an advantage do you kind of see that experience being now? That That time that I spent
7: up in that in that press box was was very valuable. I got to see a whole different side of football that I've never really been able to see. Um, and hopefully I'm just able to to continue to think how how Coach Led thinks to make sure that this team can keep moving forward.
5: Next up is Bill Riley, followed by Dirk Facer with the Desert News.
2: Cam, what's the quarterback room like when there's three guys battling for a starting job? A year ago, two years ago, it was Tyler's job for the most part. But you've got three guys, your teammates. You hosted Jake on his visit. You know him very well. I'm going to guess you guys are pretty friendly. So what's it like when you're battling for a job you certainly want, but you guys are still teammates and friends?
7: I mean, how how it comes down is iron sharpens iron. So, I mean, we got – Jake and Drew, who are doing great things and and it's making me better. And and I'm trying to push them as well just to make sure that we are all competing to make sure that we give the team the best uh, quarterback to make sure that this team can win as many games as we can win this year. So, I mean, we've, we've got a great room. I think I'm speaking for those two, but I think we all love each other and I think it's a good room.
5: Next up is Dirk Facer, followed by Josh Newman and then Alex Markham.
10: Hey Cam, just to go off of what Bill said a little bit, can you just talk about the abbreviated camp and the fact that the coaches, Coach Witt said they'd like within a week to maybe get pared down to two, then a week after get a starter named? Can you just talk about the pressures that come with that?
7: Um, I mean, pressure is something you feel when you're when you're not prepared and We've been preparing these past few months ever since we got back after the uh the quarantine and the lockdown. Just we've been we've been preparing. Even when we were at home, we were preparing. We were doing the Zoom calls, making sure that we were installing and getting everything. So I mean I'm 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 ready to go and, and I know that the rest of the team are ready to go as well.
10: Are you confident that all three of you live with the results and just whatever the coaches decide, that's who you decide?
7: Absolutely. That's all you can do. There's nothing, there's nothing else. There's no reason to do anything drastic because of one thing. Thank you.
5: Next up is Josh Newman, followed by Alex Markham, and then Christopher Cromwell. Com-
4: Cam, it's been a long time since you guys put pads on. I guess you guys were in uppers when spring practice ended. Uh, you'll start to put on the shoulder pads today, tomorrow. The full pads come out Wednesday. Um, do things start to feel a little more real now, you know, once the pads come out?
7: Absolutely. I mean, the whole team has been anxious to just get out there with pads. We've been having the uh, practices without helmets or with helmets, but it's not the same without tackling and, getting that contact in, like, when you have pounds. So we're all excited about that.
5: Next up is Chris Camrani, followed by Alex Markham.
3: Cam, can you kind of just detail for us what you did during lockdown when you were back home in Southern California and how you went about finding places to uh, work out? Because I know California was pretty strict at the time, and... Did you hit up the old high school um, field to throw with some buddies? I'm just wondering what, what those few months were like for you back
7: home? Yeah, I kind of got um, just a few guys that would go out and catch with me. Uh, all the high schools were locked down, so I did have to break the rules and hop a fence every so often <laughs> to make sure I could do that, but it was, it was worth it and time well spent, I believe.
5: Next up is Alex Marco, followed by Josh Verlong.
9: Morning, Cam. So um, this season has been a little bit weird for everybody. Obviously not ideal. Um, nice that you guys get to play, but it's, it's kind of been a benefit for somebody like you because, you know, you lost your year last year. Now you actually get it back. So, uh, you know, what, what went through your mind when that rule came out? And, uh, you know, how, how fortunate do you feel in a situation like this? I mean, just
7: to have another year is, is a valuable thing. Especially when you have uh, a complex offense like this, it's it's great to be able to be in it as long as you can to make sure that you can learn the ins and outs and just continue to improve each year. So just I'm glad that I get an extra one to make sure that I can be as best for this
6: program as I, as I can be.
5: Next up is Josh Furlong, followed by Bill Riley.
6: Cam Jake comes in having D one experience after coming in from South Carolina, but you you've been in the system for an entire year. You know what Andy loves big runs, and I'm, I and know he schemes towards his his personnel. But how how does that relationship work in terms of being able to you know know that he has experience, but you've got experience in this offense? Like how do you how do you strengthen each other from that? Um, I think we just build off each other. I mean, he has that that valuable playing
7: experience in the SEC, which is. Which is very valuable and, and goes a long way. And just having my, my knowledge of the offense, we kind of build off each other and just make sure that we, we're getting better each and every practice. The
8: um,
5: question is Bill
2: Riley. Cam, could you talk to me a little bit about uh, the personnel? Uh, there's been a lot of talk about the, the depth of talent on this team and the weapons available to whomever is, is the starting quarterback, but you've been in the program for a few years. So you, you know, these guys pretty well, you've thrown to a lot of them, but uh, give, give me your read on, on just how potentially explosive this offense could be this year.
7: I mean, you guys, you guys can see the, see the roster that we have. It it is very deep. We have guys across the board that can make plays in the running back room, receivers, tight ends, (coughs) excuse me, Our O-line is good. Um, The sky's the limit with this offense, honestly. Just having all those weapons and having a great uh, offensive coordinator like Coach Ludd, I I feel like we'll be put in positions to make sure that we'll we'll be in situations to win games. All right.
5: Thank you, Cam.
0: All right, there is Cam Rising, quarterback at the University of Utah. A couple things jump out there, PK. You wanted your confidence. I thought when he talked about pressure, pressure is something you feel when you aren't prepared. The confidence in his voice is, I'm prepared, I'm not feeling pressure. And then the other thing, we always hear this, but I think it's important to the person who's saying it. We've heard several different, or maybe many, different quarterbacks say it, but when he says a year in the press box changes his perspective, it was really valuable, he learned a lot, he saw the game a different way. I know we hear that over and over, but for the quarterback who later on is going to be on the field either throwing a touchdown or an interception. And sometimes it's a pretty small difference on which way a pass works out, whether it's a touchdown or whether it's picked and run back. I think that's pretty important. And he clearly learned stuff he didn't know sitting up there.
1: Oh, yeah, it's like an opportunity to be in the lab. During the actual games, not many guys have that opportunity. So that's pretty cool because if they're going to be on this team and they haven't uh, been ruled ineligible, as he was as a transfer, they're probably going to be out on the field. So that's really good that he got that opportunity. And then he dropped one of Herm Edwards' quotes, Iron sharpens iron. Yeah, that Herm was good. loves to say that.
0: <laughs> that was good. All right, we're going to hear from uh, Jake Bentley coming up here in a second. Rising, Bentley, Drew Lisk will be quarterbacks one, two, and three on the depth chart. What order remains to be seen, how this plays out. Uh, interesting, you talked about the scout team. Those were valuable. You got to play against the ones as far as he's concerned. Yeah, you're running yep. different offenses and different plays, but it's still you. And everybody's running out routes. Everybody's running go routes. So, yeah, their offense is a little different. So what?
1: Well half that defense is either in the NFL or going to play in the NFL, so that's gotta be valuable too.
0: Yeah. Yes. So there's there's Cam rising. All right, now here's Jake Bentley, the transfer from South Carolina.
5: All right, we'll go ahead and get started. With Jake Bentley, first up, will be Trevor Allen with KSL.com, followed by John Kuhn with
9: the AP. Hey, Jake, uh, I just wanted to know what what the last few months have been like, especially during these really weird times, you know, and and really a really long off season. What what has the last few months been like for you? You know, I think it's been a,
3: a mixed mixed
9: uh, kind of mixed bag of emotions for me. I
3: think, you know, when the news originally came out, I was like, man. You know, everybody was thinking next fall and even next spring, and um, it's like, man, I going have to wait even longer to get back on the field. You know that, you know, being last year having to wait and everything, so that was kind of disappointing, but also was a was a positive too. It gave me more time to really dive deep into offense and, and really get to to learn that and get a firm grasp on on everything that coach wanted wants to do offensively. So, um, you know, it, it's been a, it's been a weird kind of em, emotional deal. Um, past couple of months, but I think that uh, as a team, we made the most of it. I made the most of it, and it's been, I think, a really productive time um, for us as a team.
5: Next up is John Kuhn, followed by Dirk Facer of the Desert News.
8: You obviously have a lot of experience starting at quarterback at South Carolina. How how's that experience playing in playing that SEC environment helped you in preparing? in a new program and, are, and are approaching a new playbook and a new offense?
7: I think it's
3: helped a lot. I think it's helped a lot. Just seeing a different, all the different blitzes and schemes and, and, and things that a defense has tried to do to you. And um, SEC has really prepared me to kind of, you know, figure out a way to to get through any situation. And, um, you know, but I think it's a totally different offense for me. I mean, obviously, you know, a lot of people run the same concepts, but, um, I think Cam just said, you know, this, this offense, is complex. So uh, it takes a lot of learning, a lot of film work, and uh, that's what I've been having to do. And so I think on the field experience in SEC has helped a lot, but as far as learning the offense, it's something that I've really had to, you know, rely on coach and rely on, uh, you know, Drew and Cam, lot on other guys to to really try to soak up their knowledge as well and, and as well with my own personal um, film study with that.
5: Next up is Dirk Facer,
10: followed by Josh Newman with the Salt Lake Tribune. Jake, good morning. Uh, first of all, I just wanted to ask you, with if, if the season had been wiped out or delayed a year, would you have still come back? And then two, can you just talk about the timetable the coaches have set, how they want to pare this down to two, possibly within a week, and then a week after that, get the starter named. maybe the pressures that come along with that?
3: Well, I think your first question. Absolutely. I would have stayed, never really – Crossed my mind to leave to uh, the NFL or leave for another college. I, I, I love it here. I love the team here. I love the guys and, and really wanted to stay and um, just continue to grow with them and, and continue to battle this this weird time together as a team. And um, as far as this fall camp and, and the pressures or, or anything like that, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call it pressure because, you know, you come in every day prepared and ready to compete. And um, I think that's what we've always done our whole lives. Um, us three is, is – you know, compete on the football field. And so it's nothing different for us. Um, just going out there and trying to make each other better, trying to make the team better, and uh, just finding a way to, to do that each and every day.
10: Jake, do you expect everybody to, to live with the results and be happy and just keep competing as the season goes on, no matter what's decided at the start of the year?
3: I believe so. I believe so. I think everybody's, uh, you know, loves one another, loves, loves this team, and um, it really has a team mindset. Uh, more than more than a mindset about themselves.
4: Thank you.
5: Next up is Josh Newman, followed by Steve Bartle.
4: Hey, Jake, how are you? Doing great, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Um, you've spoken in the past about um, the fact that you missed most of last season. That has really put a chip on your shoulder, mm-hmm. um, wanting to prove to people that you can still play. Um, I'm wondering what that chip is like now, You know, now that you've had to wait longer, um, and now that there is a season. Has that chip gotten bigger? at this point?
3: You know, well, I think for me,
4: if it, you know, when
3: I think when you say chip on your shoulder, it means you're trying to prove something to somebody. You know, I, I think more for me, it was kind of just, you know, my own personal chip on my shoulder. No, I could get back out there and do it. Not not really anything to, to you know, try to please anybody's expectations or thoughts of me. It's more <clears throat> that this is the game that I've played my whole life and love playing. And so, you know, worked really hard to get back to this point to get back out there with the team. So I think for me, it's, it's become just, uh just the real drive. And I think it, you know, just increased my drive to want to get back out there even more. Um, just with the, the little break we had and just really fired me up to get back on the field.
4: And just to follow that up very quickly. Um, it's been a long time since you guys have been in pads. Like, I guess the final spring practice was done in uppers. Um, you know, you will put the uppers back on today. Full pads come out on Wednesday. Uh, do things start to feel a little more real once the pads come out for the first time?
3: For sure. For sure. I mean, for me, it's been a daggum year since I've had pads on. So I think for me, it's going to be the most real feeling that I've had in a while on the field. And as far as just getting back to normal, getting back to what, what football is supposed to feel like. And that's that's full pad, that's contact, that's, that's hearing the pads pop. Um, you know, I think we might be in the little the little clean white jerseys, but it's it's still it's still nice to hear them hear the pads pop and uh, just just that competitive nature when the pads come on. Next
5: up is Steve Bartle, followed by Josh Furlong and then Bill Riley.
6: Jake, you've been here the uh, the least amount of time of the guys in the competition, but you know, now that you've had kind of this you know, through this whole situation, you've had time to spend time with the guys and in the offense. How comfortable do you feel now in the offense with the guys and in this competition?
3: Very comfortable. I feel very good. I mean, it's, it's one of those deals, like you said, I've had this extended time to really, really get to learn and really get to just dive deep in the offense and learn the ins and outs. Um, I think in the spring, it was, you know, a little bit of, Drinking water through a fire hose a little bit and just trying to soak up as much as I could. So having the break really allowed me to kind of slow down and really, really dive deep and learn it and, and really get a good grasp on what coach wanted to do and getting out with the guys and going through plays on our own and really getting really getting a firm grip so we can be ready for Paul Camp.
5: Next up is Josh Burlong, followed by Bill Riley.
6: Jake, as as was mentioned, obviously you've been here the the least, um, but you you're the one that has the most D1 experience of of all the quarterbacks in that room. If if one of the other guys are named the starter, I mean, what do, what does that mean for you, knowing that you you know left another school to come here and and try to compete for that starting job? Yeah.
3: Well, I think I think uh, for me the kind of way I approach life, I think you know you. I only have so much mental energy, right? And I know I'm not trying to get too deep, but thinking about negative things like that, it's kind of not what I do. Um, so I'm not really going to think about not winning the job, not to dodge your question or anything like that, but just not what goes to my head. Um, I'm going to be the best teammate I can be, and that's always been my, my approach to anything, whether you know whatever what happens last year, that's what my approach was. So that, that, that answers your question enough, just be the best teammate I can be, and uh, that, that's, that's how I'll do it.
5: Final question is to Bill Riley.
2: Um, Jake, I'd just be curious, when was the last time you felt like you were in a true quarterback competition? I know coaches will always say it's open every year, but that isn't always necessarily the case. We all know that. So when was the last time you were in, what would you would call a true quarterback competition? And with that being said, what's your mindset going into camp,
3: knowing that Cam is here and Drew is here and they're competing with you? I think every every single day there's been a competition in college. And I don't think that, you ever go into a to a to a day of practice thinking, oh, you know, I'm not competing today. I can just you know do whatever I want to and not have negative implications. I think playing for Will Muschamp, he'll let you know, and he don't he don't care if you've been there for four years, three years, however long. If you're not executing well in practice, uh, he'll let you know. And same with Coach Weddy. you know, you got to come in competing every day. And even if you can name the starter, you're then competing with yourself every day. to be be better, and, um, you know, that's what we all plan to do, what I plan to do, and looking forward to it.
0: There's Jake, quarterback, battling for the starting job, and PK, it's been a dadgum year since he's had pads on. (laughs) More than 13 months, actually, right? He got hurt in the season opener, hurt his foot, and then the kid who came in played really well, so he lost his job despite three years, 33 starts. All right, Kyle, Whitting, Kyle Whittingham sitting a little down. Bobby any time. Yeah, right? Dead <laughs> gum year. That was some SEC talk right there. It felt like I was in the South. Here's Kyle Whittingham, Ute head coach. Ready to roll. Uh, had a good first two days, uh,
11: Friday and Saturday. A lot of good things, uh, a lot of positives, but uh, no pads. So always take that with a grain of salt. We get to put the pads on today. And uh, ready for the rest of the week. Looking forward to a big scrimmage on Saturday, which will be the first uh, live work, uh, extensive live work that uh, many of our guys have had for a year, I guess you could say, but or almost a year. And so we're excited to uh, start to find out, you know, who we really have. And you don't do that until you get the pads on. So today will be the first opportunity to start making some some evaluations. And so we're we're looking forward to that. Uh, and like I said, the first two days were very positive, and uh, we just got to keep rolling. We play in what, 26 days? So we're, the, the clock is ticking, and we got to be ready. So, questions?
5: First up will be Trevor, Trevor Allen from KSL.com, followed by John Coon with AP.
9: Hey, Kyle, I know that uh, throughout, you know, not, not having pads on it, it's really hard to evaluate, as you said. But how, how's the uh, defensive secondary look so far, at least throughout the first two, two practices and change? It's very good as far as the vulnerability. Uh, we've got a lot of freshmen,
11: sophomores that uh, showing a lot of good things. And, uh, you know, speed and quickness is obviously uh, absolute necessity back then. We seem to have an abundance of that. So these new guys that we just brought into this past recruiting class and then the freshman class from last year are really going to be uh, comprising the, the majority of that secondary. And so, so far, so good. But uh, as you mentioned, we'll, we'll get a better evaluation today.
8: Next
5: up is John Kuhn, followed by Josh Newman with the Salt Lake Tribune.
8: Kyle, uh, just looking at, at the quarterbacks um, through the first couple of days, how would you assess how well they've absorbed the playbook and, and how well they're kind of executing the, the offense to this point?
11: As far as their knowledge of the playbook and their grasp of the scheme, it's outstanding. They're all three exceptionally smart individuals. Uh, Cam Rising and, and Jake and Drew are all cerebral. They're, they're steadiers of film. They're, they're in there constantly. And so that is not an issue whatsoever, uh, the mental part of it. It's all boiling down now to execution. We got off to a good start with that, with all three of them. All three of them had some good moments on Friday and Saturday. Uh, and so it's, it's going to be a tough decision, I can tell you that. There's, there's, a, there's a, a lot of positive things going on. And so the separation right now is, is uh, very small. And we'll see what happens as uh, we progress through fall camp. But uh, all three are off to a good start.
4: Next up is Josh Newman, followed by Josh Furlong with KSL.com. Hey, good morning, Kyle. Um, You you had said that you wanted to get from three quarterbacks to two within a week or so. Are you looking to get that done three to two after the first scrimmage?
11: That would be the plan. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see – I don't think we're going to see enough separation uh, in the first four days, five days. I could be wrong, but but really our mindset – is uh, give everybody opportunity, equal opportunity through the first scrimmage, then narrow it down to two. And uh, as we've talked about several times uh, to this point, we have got to get it to one within uh, a short period of time after that and, and let that starter, whoever ends up being the starter, have the opportunity to get the, the vast majority of the reps and working with one offense consistently.
4: And just to follow that up real quick, um, since, since a lot of these Pac-12 camps have started, you know, Friday and Saturday, we've seen another small number of players across the conference opt out for COVID reasons. Are you able to confirm that nobody in your program has has opted out?
11: Yeah, we can confirm that to, to this point. Let's, so, you know, as of this moment in time, there's everybody's with us uh, as far as the the opt out or opt in situation. And uh, we've been fortunate, as I've said many times, with very few positives in our program. And so we hope to
6: continue that.
5: Next up is Josh Fairlong
6: with KSL.com. And Kyle, obviously there's, there's going to be little differences, but what, what do you see as kind of the, the biggest differences between whomever is chosen at quarterback and how your offense will run?
11: Well, there is uh, a little bit of skill set difference among the three. I would say that Drew and Jake are the most similar And Cam is uh, the guy that has more ability to uh, do things in the QB run game. And so Jake and Drew are more pocket guys and more pro-style quarterbacks where Cam is more of a a dual threat. And so that would be the biggest difference right there is is, uh, Cam is definitely the guy that uh, has more ability for the the QB run game. And so – uh, we'll just see what happens, and, and we're going to—we're not uh, going to you know, force a guy that, that is a pocket guy to be a runner, or vice versa. We're going to go ahead and tailor the offense to whoever runs, uh, wins the uh, wins the job, and, and that's one of Andy's strengths. I've said many times is he does a great job of getting the most out of uh, each of the players in the scheme and, and putting them in situations to succeed and maximize their uh, their skill set.
5: Next up is Mike Sorensen with the Deseret News, followed by Trevor Allen with KSL.com. Hey, Coach, uh, how much weight have you lost during the pandemic? you look like a different guy.
11: Thanks for noticing. Yeah. Um, let me think about that for a second. Since March, when all this craziness started, it's been uh, 27 pounds. So how about well, good for you. Pounds? Still got you. about 10 to go. If I get down to 10, uh, 10 more uh, off the spring, then I'll be in, in good shape. So we'll see.
10: Hey, I'm just
5: wondering. You've had some balanced offenses over the years, but generally, you, you've been known as a running team. And most of, most years, you run more than you pass. I wonder if this is possible with your uh, skill set this year, with uh, re- good receivers and quarterback, and maybe a lack of experience at running back. If maybe you'll be more of a, a known as a passing team this year.
11: Well, certainly possible. We've uh, had really good running backs come through this program. We've had good receivers and quarterbacks as well. So that's not not to not to diminish. Uh, the QBs and receivers who have come through here, but but as of you know, as recently with Zach Moss, uh, you know we got obviously fed him the ball quite a bit. But uh, we're going to do what we do best, and we're still trying to determine what we do best with this new crew. <laughs> I can tell you for certain that our offensive line is capable of either; they, they're going to be able to pass protect or run block, and so so we feel really good about the front. And that's where great offenses start. If you're going to be a great offense, you've got to be really good up front. And we feel very uh, positive about the guys that we got from. We got typically, we're, we're searching for you know, seven or eight guys that, uh, that can play. If we can get to seven or eight right now, we're, we feel like we've got a dozen guys that, that are uh, capable of playing in the Pac 12.
5: Next up is Trevor Allen, followed by Dirk Facer and Josh Newman.
9: Kyle, I know th- throughout the years, you've always had that that one uh, back who's always getting, you know, 30 carries or, or whatever. But uh, with with the uh, depth you have at, at, at that position this year, if you're not able to have one guy emerge, would you feel okay having a more by, by committee approach?
11: Absolutely. There's more than one way to get it done in the run game. And uh, you're right, we have a, a good battle going on there. That's one of the battles that has not been talked about as much and everyone's focusing on it. QB in the secondary as, as are we, but the running back position has really five guys that are, that are in the mix there. And, and uh, they all add something to what we're doing and they all have a little bit different, uh, style of running, but, but, uh, if we don't have one guy emerge as the guy, then, uh, you can have a couple or even three guys, as long as you're getting the production, if you want to be a physical run team. That's something that, uh, you know, whether we're run heavy or pass heavy, when we do run, we want to be physical and be able to, uh, impose your will on the opponents and that's something about there's something about that that uh is just a is a big advantage when, when you can run the ball effectively and and push the other team around a little bit that's a psychological edge and that's uh, something we're always looking for
5: next up is dirk facer with the final question coming from josh newman
10: hey skinny what's up <laughs> hey thanks dirk same for you Thanks, man. I was going to ask is there a crescendo or things building up for Wednesday? It's been a long time since you guys have had the pads on. Some of the guys have talked about the excitement of being able to, you know, get the pads back on and start popping some people Wednesday. How do you temper that? Well,
11: we're going to start popping today. So we're not going to wait till Wednesday. Now we have the uppers on. We can do everything but tackle people to the ground. And so it's going to be pretty physical today and tomorrow. And you're right, we do get to put the full – Full here on Wednesday, which will allow us to, to tackle and liven things up in certain situations. But, but uh, today is going to be physical as well. And, and uh, we're, we're looking forward to because we haven't seen a bunch of these guys ever in pads. We've got so many new guys in the program that uh, it's going to be good to get a, uh, an early barometer and gauge on, on what they are physically. And, and uh, that's something that we've been looking forward to for, gosh, three months now
10: last thing Kyle I was going to ask you about the quarterbacks uh, are you confident that I know they have to live with with whatever decisions are made but do you feel like all three are on the same page and that they're supportive of one another and that no matter what your coaches decide that uh, you got three guys that'll do whatever it takes to win football games
11: well we hope so and early indications are that it's exactly that they, they support each other they're all in a healthy competition there's healthy competitions and there's there's competitions that uh, are a little bit negative at times and that can happen. But with these guys, these three particular guys, and so far it's uh, been very positive. Now that's not to say that uh, if, you know, whoever doesn't end up being the number one guy, there's a possibility that uh, the other guys could, uh, you know, one or two of the other guys could decide that, that uh, you know, they need to go a different direction. You can't predict that, but, but uh, we're hopeful that all, all three stay with us and, and uh, continue to fight and compete because just because you name a starter out of the gate doesn't mean that's going to be the way it is the whole season if things don't go how you want them to. So so uh, hopefully they'll hang in
5: there and, and they continue to compete
11: and support each other.
10: Thanks, and uh, get over to
11: Crown Burger, will you? Okay, gotcha.
5: <laughs> Final question is Josh Newman.
4: Kyle, um, given that he's shown um, his versatil- versatility in the past, um, might Nick Ford kick back inside at some point, or do you kind of view him as staying at left tackle mostly?
11: That's a good question, and one that we have not got an answer to at this point in time. Right now, he's working more so outside than inside. Uh, bottom line is, we'll get the five best out there, just like we, we talk about every year. And whatever the best combination with those five guys is, is what we're going to do. And so, uh, Another tackle emerges that's better than one of the inside guys. I can tell you, Nick Ford's one of the best five. There's there's no doubt about that. And so with his versatility, that uh, allows us to, to move him in or out. There's there's a few guys that have that same capability to play inside and outside, but he's he's right at the top of the list. And so uh, just really, it's not as much as what Nick's doing, it's what the other four guys are doing, or who those other four guys are, will determine if Nick stays outside or if he moves inside. But, but wherever he is, he's going to be one of the best linemen in the Pac-12. Ready to go? That's it. Thanks, guys. We'll see you on Wednesday.
0: There's Kyle Whittingham, Utah football coach, Jake Bentley and Cam Rising before that as we let you listen in on some of the Utes' press availability. And according to Kyle, there'll be another one Wednesday. Yes, there will be. 27 pounds. Thanks for noticing. We're already getting tweets. What's Kyle's secret? Keto, who knows?
1: Well, I mean, there is no secret. It's uh, You watch what you eat, and you work out. <laughs> you exercise. That, that, that's, there's various forms of doing that, but essentially that's the bottom line. Not that it's easy. I'm not saying it's easy, but it, it takes a day-to-day commitment for an extended period. And he has been looking to lose 40 pounds, I can tell you that.
0: 27 down, 10 to go. Uh, He also uh, seems pretty confident about that O-line. That's not the first time we've heard him talk about uh, his expectations there. Exact guys in exact spots, hasn't been figured out, but he likes what he's got. And Nick Ford's a big part of it.
1: Yeah, I think the key to all of that was uh, Cam... Rising is the best runner. He's a dual threat. That's why Tyler Huntley won the job because he was a better dual threat than Troy Williams, even though Troy Williams had won nine games the year before. So Kyle goes with the dual threat because he knows that's the most difficult in his mind to defend, and that's the way he chooses quarterbacks. So if Andy Ludwig wants Jake Bentley to be the starter, he's going to have to make a case for Jake. And right now, to me, Cam Rising would be in the lead based on Kyle's history. That's not to say that that's going to be the case. But right now, I, that's how I would judge it based on the extensive history of Kyle talking many times over the years of how difficult it is to defend a dual-threat quarterback.
0: Play the best quarterback, and the tie definitely goes to the dual-threat. Did you buy the stuff early on about the uh, passing game? Give it be more of a passing game?
1: Could be. Well, it could, it could be, be if they can't run it. Yes, if they're not as proficient running it. If they are as proficient running it, then we'll see the same Utah program we've seen for many years.
0: No matter what they do to get the lead, once they have the lead, they'll run it if they can. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97-5 and twelve eighty. The zone, the play of the game is coming up. Your chance to win. Stay with us.
6: Nothing else matters, fellas. Every day we go to work.
0: Football
2: is back, and the Zone Sports Network has you covered. As the Cougars continue to bulldoze through their schedule and the Utes and Aggies get set for the start of their season, you gotta go faster, faster. Nobody will bring you better coverage of your team than the Zone Sports Network. This is your home of the best college football coverage in Utah. Turn me up all day. 97.5, 12.80 the zone in the Zone Sports Network. And now, your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealer's strong play of the weekend.
3: Car's going to go back into the gun. Chiefs rush five. Car's going for the home run ball. Got a man open. It's Ruggs. There he is. Ruggs. Touchdown.
0: Jackpot, baby. Jackpot. Vegas leads it. Jackpot, baby. Jackpot. Your chance to hit the jackpot today. 450 on the big show. That's the Chevy Strong play of the game. Know it today at 450, and you can win fabulous prizes. Hey, PK. What?
1: Jackpot, baby! Jackpot! Jackpot. Yeah, that fits in with Vegas.
0: Vegas touchdown call from Brett Musker. Jackpot, baby! Jackpot! That's going to be a good drop. All right, DJ and PK, we just heard from the youth. we got Steve Cleveland coming up. Anything else you want to pass along, you just heard from Cam Rising, Jake Bentley, and Kyle Whittingham. Did you hear the confidence you wanted?
1: Uh, from the quarterbacks you're speaking
0: of? Yes, you know you're going to hear confidence from Kyle. Show no weakness. Oh, I don't know. We
1: might go to and four.
0: said Kyle uh, I, never. <laughs>
1: I don't think either of them definitively declared. Uh, I believe I'm the front runner, and we'll go from there. I think they're playing it politically correct right now, uh, particularly for Jake Bentley. I mean, Cam Rising, if he doesn't win, still has an opportunity to start for two years. So for him, there's not as much pressure. And I know uh, Rising said, you know, pressure is what you have when you're not prepared. Well, I mean, that that's an extrinsic maybe is the right word sure but there's also pressure on the football field when a big old defensive end is bearing down on your face that's that's literal pressure and so how you how will you respond to that i mean i've never seen cam rising at the college level respond to that so i'm not sure and i and because i can't see practice i won't see it until the first game if he's the starter but there isn't as much pressure on him because he's got time Bentley, it's now or never, man. You want to make the pros, and everybody does, obviously. You've got to win this starting job. So there's certainly more pressure on him to win the starting job. Rising has more time on his side. Lisk wants to play, too. He came to the program as a walk-on. He's on scholarships, so he's already overcome the odds. And you talk to guys around the team, they really like the kid. He's a graduate. He's already graduated. So... Uh, it's not like he's playing with free money, but he's already accomplished so much. even if he doesn't win the job, it's still been a great experience for him and to see what he does in life. So it remains to be seen when he goes on. I don't know what his plans are there. but I'm really excited to see how it plays out. And I, and I think I'm starting to buy into this team might be a little bit better than I thought, which I have a tendency to do. I think that's a weakness of me of mine is that when I'm around these guys and I hear them talk, I tend to have a tendency to think they're better than they actually are. Now, that doesn't mean that they can't meet that, but right now I'm thinking, man, this team has a legitimate chance to win the division the third year in a row, where we all thought after last year, okay, now next year is a reloading year. So, you know, we'll, at the time we thought, well, maybe a 7-5 and five just off the top of our heads. Well, now obviously they're not playing that many games. But as I'm recalibrating, I'm starting to get way excited. And that's because I just love Pac-12 football. It's my most favorite. And so I'm excited for the season in 26 days. I, I want it to get here. I wish it was playing this week. But I'm starting to think maybe the Utes are going to be better than I thought.
0: Well, partly that's a function of schedule. Now that we know what the schedule is, you know they're going to be favored in four games. And at the same time, you know USC is going to be favored in four games. What will happen when they play each other? What will happen when they play Arizona State? Do you think ASU will be favored in four games?
1: Uh, well, they're playing the same five of the same six. Yeah, it's and a crossover Cal, game. Well, the thing about the Devils is they get the, the first place projected winner in game one and the second place in game two in Cal. So, I mean, if they come out 2-0, they're circle
0: looking great. The, circle the Ute game at that point, which is yeah. game four.
1: And I don't know that they're going to come out 2-0, and but there's something to be said. Well, if you got to play these teams, which they do, obviously, why not get the best early when maybe they're not at their best? Now, you can also argue they'll be at their healthiest. And so and we've often talked about how you know it matters when you play teams. So the Devils will get a big-time read right off the bat whereas the Utes, it may take a couple of games, which could play to their favor, too. You know, you can go back and forth and make pros and cons left and right. When we come back,
0: Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider, next on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.